postponed to June 3, June 23. At least 32 flights had been cancelled after cabin crews started striking this morning over meal allowances. We're on the line now to South African Airways spokesperson Tladi Tladi. A very good afternoon to you, Mr. Tladi, and thank you very much for speaking to us. Were you unaware the cabin crew members would embark on a strike which resulted in those delays or cancellations? Um, good afternoon, Sepiso, and good afternoon to your to your listeners. Um, FACA, as a labour union representing cabin crew members, um, approached CCMA and uh, applied for a certificate of non-resolution, which was issued. After that happened, we were then served with uh, with notice by the labour indicating that they will uh, um, embark on an industrial action on its part. The the employer or the company uh, sought legal advice that will give us the options as to what recourse could we obtain legally in order to uh, to protect the interest of uh, of the company and other employees on the basis of the legal advice that we received then we approached the court and uh, applied for for an interdict which has uh, been granted by the court in the in the order and terms that are specified in the ruling of the court and um, this was also to take into account the fact that uh, an industrial action of this nature would have a serious impact on on our business as we speak uh, today alone we have had to cancel a total of 32 flights uh, right across our network that means domestic regional as well as uh, international. So this development on the basis of a court ruling that we have received now forms a relief to us and it will enable us to get our employees uh, to get to work and will operate on the basis of a, a full staff complement where we should be able to now switch on the recovery mode and uh, assist the passengers to fly to their final destinations. Okay, so we'll get to... Um what recourse is available for those who miss their flights. But I just want to focus on the issue at hand here, and that is what the cabin crew members say they want. They want an increase of their meal allowance. Is this the first that you've heard of it? It is not the, the first that we are hearing of uh, of the the demand for, for an increase in the meal allowance. You will appreciate that uh, in every employment relationship, the employer would have a relationship with the labor unions representing the interests of, uh, of the workforce. And that those kinds of relationships are governed by certain um, agreements or frameworks that, uh, that de- uh, determine the nature of engagement between the parties. So all along, we have been interacting with them in accordance with the provision of uh, the agreements that exist in place that not only impact on, 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 on SACA. And for the record, the issue that is being placed on the table as a disputed issue does not only impact on the employees that are members of, uh, of SACA as a labor union. There are other labor unions that enjoy recognition at SAA and their members have been engaged through their unions and they understand the position where we are. That does not mean that SACA should not raise its issues, but the issues have been dealt with, uh, including the issues around the domestic meal allowance that was dealt with in accordance with the the framework that I just made reference to. Mm. So going forward, what do you anticipate? You've been granted this interdict, but as you say, that doesn't mean that the issue has been put to late to rest. Are you open to negotiation as SACA says it is? 
The, the interdict has been issued rule NISI, which means that it's an interim order and the parties must uh, come to court and show cause to the court as to why the order of the court must not be made a final or a permanent order. So during this period within which the, the interdict will be in operation, we will seriously make an added effort to interact with the SACA so that the parties can find one another, uh, close the gap. From our point of view, it is not so much about um, how, whether the, 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 the demands that are placed on the table are, are valid or not. It is really about how do we go about meeting their demands. And this is one of the issues that we would like uh, the parties to further explore. So we are open for negotiation. The fact that an interdict has been granted to us, it doesn't mean that the negotiation door has now been shut in their faces. Is it something that SAA can afford? You mean the strike action? No, besides the strike action, the demands that they're asking for 170 US dollars a day for meal allowances. One one of the reasons why um, we deadlocked was the fact that uh, we looked at their demands and then we conducted, if you like, an affordability test. And it became clear to us, especially taking into account that the currently the airline is not in the healthiest uh, financial state. So it is something that we are not immediately able to afford. We were saying to them, let's explore other options through which we could progressively address the issues that they are putting on the table. So just in terms of those people who've had their flights cancelled, what um, recourse is available to them and how do they get hold of that information? We, we have been communicating as much as possible with our customers so that we give them an option of uh, exercising choice on whether they would uh, come to the airport and if uh, their flights are not impacted, they'll be able to travel or they will simply cancel their flights on the basis of which the airline will give them the, the, the refunds. However, those whose, whose flights get cancelled at the time when they are at the airport, the airline has taken upon itself to, to facilitate the process uh, to ensure that uh, they could be accommodated on the partner airlines that uh, provide a service on the routes where we operate. Alternatively, as part of the contingency plan, we are able to cancel certain flights and deploy a white body aircraft that has a, a bigger capacity uh, to accommodate these passengers. Those measures were not adequate. We have tried as much as possible. But now, in the light of this development, what we are seeing is that uh, we are switching from the uh, the contingency into the recovery mode, and we are busy now uh, reviewing our plans, which we need to implement on the basis of uh, the, the development that will be operating with uh, a full staff complement. So we'll not be able to clear the backlog immediately, but we are assisting passengers as much as possible. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, Lady Lady is a spokesperson for South African Airways. We we did, by the way, try to reach uh, Faroz Kadar, who is the chief negotiator and public relations officer for the South African Cabin Crew Association. He is unavailable at the moment, but we will keep trying. 17 minutes past uh, four.
CEO of the Post Office, Mark Barnes, says they are ready to take over the payment of social grants. He says the entity has already demonstrated to Parliament that it is capable. Barnes has reiterated that this can be done at a lower cost than what the current service provider, Cash Paymaster Services, is charging. Briefing the media in Pretoria this morning, Barnes also indicated that it will take more than a year for the post office to return to profitability. Murafit Daban has more. The post office has had its fair share of challenges. At one point, it was unable to pay its suppliers and also failed to deliver on its core mandate. Today, its CEO, Mark Barnes, said the company has made a significant improvement since he took over. He maintains that the post office has demonstrated its ability to tackle challenges it's been faced with and it's currently ready to take over from cash paymaster service. You know, I've had lots of discussions about it. You know, everyone knows there have been lots of debates about the source of grants. I'm not in a position to go into the detail there, but let me say just this. If that function were... Con- that, is a, that, is a, that is a government service, not a private sector feast. That is an obligation that the government has to service its people. The drivers of that business should be cost effectiveness and certainty of delivery. That's it. Not profitability, okay? And as an organ of state, wholly owned by the state, it's up to Treasury to decide where to allocate the economics of such a thing. Barnes says what will enhance the post office capacity in this regard is the post bank. He says the application process to have the bank as a fully-fledged bank will be completed in July. At the moment, post bank only takes deposits. We've fairly much now demonstrated our competence. Um, I think that... um, Again, I, I, 